What's going on? Welcome back to MST episode 27, I believe. Um, I'm here with Eric, as always. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm back. Better than ever. <laughs> back like he's been gone or something? <laughs> well, we're here uh, recording this on Thanksgiving night, so we hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving, got to spend time with your families one way or another, whether it's over the phone or in person, celebrating. Hopefully you got to see your family, and hopefully you got to spend some time with them. Uh, we're also going to be releasing this on Black Friday. Uh, this is the one-year anniversary of our Black Friday episode. <laughs> the episode we recorded in the car, and Chris's the only car. episode we ever recorded in the car. So, yeah, we're back. Uh, it's been a year That's not the I, only thing I've ever recorded in a car. Oh, <laughs> Fire mixtape. <laughs> I was thinking something um, but okay. But we're back. Uh, Eric, how was how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I, I um I'm sure we'll talk about this on on the sound up, but it was good. I uh it was good seeing family. Got to see both sides of the family this year, which is kind of nice. So get to eat some food. Oh yeah, I I ate like I've like been starving. Well, that's always though. So nothing new there. Uh. <laughs> My Thanksgiving was all right. Uh, kind of just chilled, like like staying at home. Yeah, it was different. We never stay at home, so it was, it was a it was a nice nice touch this year. But we'll talk more about that on Sound Up, I'm sure. Anyways, we are back with some more NBA news. Like we said last week, it was going to be a busy week. Um, I don't remember if I posted a picture for last week's episode, and I apologize for that. I don't know if I did. Um, so that, that, that'll be up. Um, I'll, I'll make a post for that one and then I'll have a post for this one when it comes out. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting this in now because we are going to be Black Friday shopping tomorrow. Uh, I'm assuming you yep. will too be, uh, Eric. Yep. You will too anyway. be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you will too be. <laughs> I was going to say you will too be Black Friday shopping. <laughs> Still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. You will been drinking. Uh-huh. I have been drinking. But I am drinking now. Just started. I will too be Black Friday shopping. Yes, I will. <laughs> right, sounds too. good. Uh, so we're going to try and get a post out tomorrow at some point. It'll be up at some point tomorrow. Like I said, we'll be up. But uh, we're back with more NBA news. A lot has happened in the last week. Eric, what's your... Uh, General thoughts before we go more in depth on how this last week of the NBA has played out. Um, when we went into, I don't know if you remember saying this, but I'm and I kind of agreed with you when we went into um, the bubble uh, situation and we were talking about the NBA and then we started. We kind of looked ahead a little bit to free agency. We both kind of agreed that this was going to be one of those years where it was going to be like the let's run it back type of year. Let's, you know, yeah, the bubble, the break. All this stuff kind of screwed up teams, and there were, we not we, a lot of big moves. Yeah, yeah we kind of agreed like, hey, this is just going to be a chill off season, and it has been nothing close to a chill off season. So, a lot of I moves. mean, there has been a lot of moves, like we said, not a lot of big moves, um, no big trades really. I wouldn't say like any superstars have been traded or stars even to that matter. Um, free agent signings, nothing that wild. Nothing that out of the ordinary. Um, but there has been a lot of moves. Um, 
the did the draft happen by last episode? Uh, yeah, we picked. Uh, we talked about Matt Smith at twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. In Pritchard. Um. So yeah, we won't go over the draft really then. I'm sorry, at fourteen, um, not twelve. Yeah, I'm a little sniffly right now. My room's a little dry. Gotta get some uh. One of those air things in here, purifiers. But uh, so yeah, I'll be sniffing a little bit. I apologize for that. Um, but anyways, so we've had some moves over the last week. Um, I actually pulled up this website that's got all the moves. Let me go back to last week. Um, when was it? November nineteenth. Yeah. All right, well, I have from the 20th on, so that's good. All right. Um, so we have Philly signing Dwight Howard. Yep. I don't think we talked about that at all. No, we didn't. Uh, kind of an awkward situation. You see his tweet? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, what, a day before? Not even. Hours. Yeah, like, I'm not going anywhere, and then he's gone. <laughs> um, so this will be his sixth team in six years. Just crazy. So... Dwight once was, you know, this franchise cornerstone in Orlando, and now he's a journeyman. It's yeah. crazy. Um, Vince Carter was kind of the same way. Um, but, yeah, Dwight is now on a sixth team in six years. Seven years ago, would I have ever thought that? Not a chance. If you asked me seven years ago, I probably think he'd still be on the Lakers to this day. Yeah. Man, this drink's nice. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, more from that day, Orlando signs Cole Anthony, as expected, obviously. Who doesn't sign the rookie first-round pick? Yeah. Um, a trade that happened, uh, Oklahoma City traded Cantor to the Trail Blazers, and the draft rights to Desmond Bain to Memphis for two future second-round picks. Yeah, so I kind of like Cantor's going to Port. Um, I like that. Cantor... Did he play in Portland at all? Yeah, he did. He yeah, played he in did. Portland was, before yeah, Boston. I was going to say. I, mean, That's I why felt I like, like he did, but I couldn't really remember Cantor before Boston. Yeah, he um, um remember the playoff um like he kind of showed up in the playoffs for Portland. Uh, yeah. I remember that. And wasn't he on OKC at one point too? Or am I tripping? Uh I think he was actually. I think you might be right, right about that. Because I can't really remember anything about Ennis Cantor for some reason. But, I okay, now that I, I do remember him playing on Portland because there was that thing when they were in the playoffs where he hadn't eaten because he he's yeah. um his religion. Yeah. And he hasn't eaten, and, and he was just running on water. Yeah, he <laughs> did much. play for the Thunder for two years. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, so he's been – it's kind of weird. He goes from Jazz. Boston back to OKC and then back to Portland. Uh, so he's being circled around a couple teams. Yeah, he was on the Jazz, too. Um, so, I don't know. Like like I said, I don't know. What, I mean, OKC just made another move for their future. Um, so, they got Desmond Bain, which is really nice for them. They got one of the better shooters in the draft. Yeah, um, That's a good piece to put alongside Shea in the future, hopefully, that Desmond Bain pans out for them. Um, but, yeah, so Cantor is just going to be one of those guys that I don't know. He'll just be one of those guys that moves around the league from now on. Like, like I said, he's no star or anything. So I mean, it's pretty clear. Like, if Nurkic stays healthy, that's their starter. And I think um, 
they still have hope in Cantor seeing that playoff. Yeah, dude, crazy. Nurkic is, I think we've talked about this before, especially during the bubble. Nurkic is so valuable. Yeah, he really is. Based on his, uh, what we saw from him, especially when he came back and how it just like changed that, that vibe there. Like he's, uh, yeah, that's just, I, I can't believe how like, you didn't like before his injury, you never really thought like, oh, you know, Nurkic is just a guy that goes out and gets a double-double pretty much every night, but he's more than that. His pick-and-roll is essential to their offense. One of the better pick-and-roll guys in the league. Um, but, yeah. But uh, Ennis Cantor said, Dame texted me, let's go win that championship <laughs> today. That's kind of fire. Um, honestly, like, if you but, think um, – I was just going to say about Nurkic. If you think about Nurkic, like he's like the perfect Celtic center, I feel like. Yeah, pick-and-roll. Um, a lot of that – Good rebounder, which we need. Lacks a little on the defensive side of the ball, but really good in the post. Really good post score. Um, but yeah, I would love to have Nurkic on our team. <laughs> um, Cantor, kind of. I think he's going to go in there to kind of replace Hassan. Yeah. Um, Hassan, like we said, we'll get to that in a minute. He's on the move again. Um, but more moves. Golden State wave Kai Bowman. Um, Kai Bowman showed some promise last year, but they're like, nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> Steph Curry's back, and we don't need you at all. So, yeah, they waived him. Um, Cleveland signed Isaac Okoro. Like I said, those rookie signings will be happening. Um, Chicago picked up Denzel Valentine's qualifying offer. Yeah, I kind of like Denzel. Uh, out of college, I liked him. He's a four-year guy from Michigan, so... Um, Washington, which I think this is a big signing right here. They re-signed Davis Bertans, who people thought were going to walk and get a bag somewhere else. Well, Um, remember when he... He was, like, the second best player on the team last year when he was healthy. Remember, like, during the bubble, um, and and he sat out the bubble and people were speculating because they were saying, like... um, I remember we were speculating about it. Yeah, we were... Because... Why, like, go out and injure yourself when you're probably going to get a bag? Like, I mean, he got yeah. the bag, but not from the team we expected. And I think that keeps them with John Wall coming back, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans. Like, that, that keeps, keeps them in contention. Solid, solid um, AC contention. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming that John Wall comes back the way he was before. Um, They also signed Raul Nadeau. And Garrison Matthews, the two-way contracts, which we don't really care about. No offense to those guys. Um, One of the bigger signings in the week, the Lakers sign another veteran two-way guy, kind of replaced Danny Green. They signed Wesley Matthews. Yeah. Um, I'm a big West fan um, from his time in West Dallas. Maybe. With his signature arrow celebration. I always thought that celebration was like the most fire celebration in all of basketball. Thanks. Um, Wesley and then Snipes. They, they added it into 2K one year and they took it out. Kind of pissed they took it out. But um, that's a great signing for them. Yeah, especially places. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. The Lakers just are just getting better. Like, the rich get richer. Oh, they got they got more than rich. Like, they, they're Jeff Bezos right now in the NBA. I mean, you just, you, you just signed the sixth man of the year and the guy that was around. second – yeah, for six man. Like, and then you like, get Wesley Matthews, another guy for your bench. Like, dude, their bench <laughs> is gonna be better than like 
Like, their bench is better than, like, the Nets starting lineup last year. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, yeah. Um, so, that's just a great signing for them. Um, Indiana re-signs Justin Holiday to keep that wing depth that they have, which is kind of what they're known for. Um, all that depth that they have, so it's good to keep him on board. Um, then we had the Houston trade. Um, became official. They traded uh, Robert Coving uh, Robert Covington to uh, Portland, so Roko's heading to Portland, and Trevor Ariza will be coming back in return. Um, and for the draft rights to Isaiah Stewart and a conditional future first round pick, so Roko to to Portland, I think, is a really good. He's like a he's just a better version of Trevor Ariza, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. I, I mean, I would agree. Uh, Trevor Ariza was probably like as good as Roko when he was Roko's age. But Roko, like you, like you just got better there. Um, so for Houston, that's a I think that's a big loss because <laughs> Roko was playing center for them the whole second half of the year. <laughs> yeah, him Pretty and PJ Tucker. Yeah, he was playing like the four or five role. Yeah, that's if they're gonna stick to that small ball. Like, well, they're not. Could've... I mean, I don't think they are because they signed Boogie. True. They are, yeah, they won't. But. Um, with Boogie's like injury history and everything, yeah, I just don't see that trade being a good trade for Houston, especially Roko's on a, on a, like, get a pretty back? solid deal. Trevor Ariza and Isaiah Stewart and a future okay, first so round Isaiah pick. Stewart's I don't know. I don't know. It's a conditional first rounder, and I don't know what that pick is or what it will be. And or Isaiah's what the, like rookie, stipulation. So who knows what he could be. I mean, if but if you're Houston and you're trying to contend, I think that's just not the move right now because Roko's a yeah, critical true. part of their defense um, for a team that's not – that's an offensive-heavy team. But um, hopefully it works out. Trevor Reese is like – like I said, he's he's a good guy who's just like – he's a good fill-in guy, good vet to have. He's played there before too, um, right? He's, yeah, he, he's played there just like three years ago, yeah. so three or four years ago. So he'll be uh, back there. Familiar system, same coaching. Uh, same same star around him, so he'll fit in fine. Wait, um, wait, wait, and... wait, wait, wait. Who's Houston's coach actually now? True. I forgot. Um D'Antoni's gone. Yeah, he's with the Sixers. Um, or no, the, the Nets. D'Antoni's yeah, with the he's Nets. For the Nets. I'll look it up. I forgot. I, I completely forgot about that. Um just pop it up real quick. Oh, Steven Silas. Oh, okay. I forgot, yeah. Um, he was an assistant coach in Dallas. Yeah. So he's coming from a good coaching tree. Yeah. So that should be good for them. Um, it hasn't worked in the past, so they probably needed a new approach anyways. Um, so the Golden we speculated this in the last episode, but the Golden State trade does go through. Um. They traded a first-round pick and a second-round pick to OKC for Kelly Oubre, so OKC gets that. Um, another first-round pick, like you were <laughs> talking about, which is crazy. And then uh, Kelly Oubre goes to Golden State, which I think, um, especially with the news that Clay's been out, which we talked about, that's just a really – I think that's a good trade in both ways because that first-round pick probably won't amount to much anyways for them. Um, yeah. And Kelly Oubre is like – I, like, their starting five is really good. 
Yeah, even without Clay. Like, all five deep, like five through every position, you have a good player. Like, you have Steph, obviously. Wiggins. Like, and especially when Steph is back, he's going to make all of these guys better. Like, he, that's what he does. He makes guys better. He's one of those kind of players. I think what this does, too, is, like, you see a guy like Ubre who's on contract for, I think, another three years. Um, it allows you the ability and the flexibility to say, all right, who's a better matchup on this guy this night when Clay comes back? You know, you can you could start Ubre at the three, or you could start friggin' Wiggins at the three Wiggins, and have one of them yeah. come off your bench. Like, it, it really doesn't matter. And that's going to be... I think that'll be a good thing, too. You might be able to ease Clay back into co- having him come off the bench whenever he comes back next year. Um, so he doesn't hop... Like, he won't feel the need to hop back into a role where he has to play 30 minutes per game because you won't need him to with all the guys you have. Um, but like th- like I said, this move like solidifies like them as a team. They're going to be... I-, I saw ESPN. They were talking. They're like, they're not going to be higher than a six seed. I could easily see this team being a four or five seed. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I would say a top four seed. or Like, like I mean, as I, long as you have Steph Curry yeah, um, and Draymond, who have been cornerstones, and then you add Wiggins, who didn't play much with Curry, and then Oubre, who is a guy that puts up 18 a night, um, who's going to be your third option. And Wiseman. <laughs> and then James Wiseman, who's just a guy that, <laughs> he's a freak. Like, he's athletic. He's a good center. Um I just think this team is good. I hope they don't like this will be an exciting team to watch in my opinion even though Clay's not there. Cuz we all know Steph Curry's like electrifying in a weird way cuz he's a shooter. Uh Kelly Oubre is literally a human highlight reel. Like the dude is making highlight plays like at least he's probably like a top 7 top 100 play for the NBA just la- uh, last year like 10 times. <laughs> like he probably made 10 of those plays. Um you know what this lineup kind of allows you to do? What? You can run like a like without Clay. Like you can take Wiseman off the floor and you can run that Hampton five with Draymond at your center, and like yeah. you can play small. You can go Which ahead is and throw. What they, they're used to playing too. You like can go ahead and before. throw like a like you can have um you know Steph, uh, Wiggins and Ubre, and then like a Eric Pascal or like a Jordan yeah, Poole or too. someone. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, and that's the one thing that the Warriors really lacked last year, too, is their bench was god-awful. And now that you have all these guys coming in and playing together in the starting lineup with that, uh, that's a pretty dumb. That might, like, be player by player. Even with Clay out, that's probably, like, a top three starting lineup in the West Um, by position. You may not have, like, it's kind of like what we thought the Celtics were, like, last year. You know what I mean? In the sense yeah. that nobody has a starting five like as consistent throughout the lineup. That might be the same thing in the West. Yeah, like the Lakers lineup is very good, but like when you match them up against like the, the Warriors lineup that they'll have, you're going to have five guys at every position that are average or above NBA average. You know what I mean? Like the Lakers have LeBron and AD but then they have pieces that are average pieces, but it's just because LeBron and AD are so good. But with the Warriors, you're going to have a good guy at every position, which is in a Steve Kerr system where you're going to, where Steph Curry's going to make all those guys better. 
and they develop chemistry throughout the year, like when Clay comes back next year, this team's going to be deadly. Yeah, um, they're going to be exciting to watch. I like if I like that's we're making a two K franchise. That was like the team I was gonna pick. I mean, I have a couple other ideas, but like I wanted to beat them because I don't know. I just like what they're doing, and then having Eric Pascal who played really well last year. I mean, empty stats pretty much, I'd say, but uh, he played really well. So it'll be interesting to see how that team goes forward. Um, looking at other moves, Washington signs Robin Lopez, um, so another vet. Just to have, he's kind of like Martian Gortat. <laughs> <laughs> um, not as good. Well, when Martian Gortat played there, but he'll be a bench guy. Um, another vet, you know. Um, not a whole lot of like, like we said, not a whole lot of huge moves. Yeah. Um, Portland signs Derek Jones. Um, which is that's a good pickup, like. Like we said, they've needed that wing help. Um, they got a lot of young guys at wing, like Nasir Little. And um, Rodney Hood's good Man, there, uh, and Mello's, Mello's good. But, like, having that young guy that can push the pace with other guys, with, like, Damon CJ when they decide to play that type of ball, is good. And he played really good defense in the, in the playoffs last year, which we didn't really know he had until last year. Um, but, yeah. Um, so they signed him. Harry Giles signed with them. Um, they re-signed Rodney Hood and Mello. So they pretty much retained their same squad with a couple of small additions. Alec Burks goes to New York. I'm sure Knicks fans are hyped about that. Because, <laughs> you know, Knicks fans just love... You know, they get all the stars. So Alec Burks is the newest star in New York. Um, MSG is going to be going crazy for him. I'm sure the fans are going to love the Knicks when they come back into the stadium. Thanks. And then uh, one of the bigger moves, Miami re-signs Goran Dragic. Um, they also re-sign Myers Leonard as well. Which is, you know, Goran Dragic was an essential piece. They, he was their leading scorer throughout the playoffs. Um, which just makes Miami really good, man. Yeah, I like. I mean, you know how I feel about Miami. I'm a big fan of Miami. So yeah, I mean, you lose, you lose Miami's meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was on the Miami train before. A lot of people were on the Miami train. People Fair out enough. here calling Miami the fluke. Oh, fuck out of here. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't a fluke. Um, they're not a fluke. I don't care what you like. I said, Jake. I don't know if you saw what I said. Like, like, okay, yeah, fans have an impact on a game, but they don't have an impact on an entire series. It's just. Maybe one game here or there, but either way, it's going to level out because each team's going to have home games. So, yeah. But um, yeah, Miami's still dangerous, even though they lost Jay Crowder. But you know, you can, those are the guys that you can replace in today's NBA now, the two-way guys. Um, but also losing Derek Jones is a big loss as well because he's kind of developed into one of those guys. But they remain pretty much the same. Um, the Lakers. Resign KCP and then they signed Trez. That's when that became official. Um, KCP. Hopefully he doesn't start off <laughs> like he did last year when everybody was just shitting on him and then he was like, fuck this, I'm gonna ball out and then he did. Um Atlanta signs Bogdan, which was like the biggest mess in the world. 
after um, they didn't want to match his offer sheet, so he goes to Atlanta. And then one of the bigger things that happened, I guess, Utah re-signs Jordan Clarkson, so potential six-man-of-the-year candidate. And um, they assigned Donovan Mitchell to the max contract extension, the same one Tatum got five years, 195 mil, which we'll go further in-depth into with like this quick little segment I have after. Um, I'll be looking to see if there's anything else really huge. Miami signs Let's talk Bradley. about... You want to talk about that Atlanta starting lineup? Because that's looking nice. If you yeah, Atlanta's me. looking good. <laughs> Trey, so you got Trey Young at point, Bogdan Bogdanovich at your shooting guard. Then you probably put Daniel Gallinari as your three, jo, uh, John Collins, uh, John Collins as your four, and then Clint Capella. And Amen. then their bench is nice. And then you, yeah, you still got Herder. You still you know you still got guys like um, Rondo Cam Reddish, Rondo. <laughs> DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. They're looking hey, solid. <laughs> Don't sleep. No, oh, yeah. They'll be a playoff team next year. Um, But, yeah, Miami signs Avery Bradley to kind of get that two-way presence back in. Mo Harkless on a very small deal. Lakers re-sign Markeith Morris. Um, Skip and Shannon were talking about the other day. Who's the better Morris brother? They have, like, identical stat lines for their careers yeah, pretty much, which is weird. But I'd say Marcus, just to touch on that. Um, Lakers traded JaVale. For all you JaVale fans out there, I'm sorry. Um, he's no longer with the team. He's heading to Cleveland. I'm sure he wants to die. <laughs> um, Golden State signs our fan favorite Brad Wanamaker. And uh, Kent Bazemore. So they add some veteran presence for their bench, which I think... Um, Brad Watermaker, like a lot of Celtics fans love him. And then there's a lot of fans that hate him. And I think a lot of fans actually hate him now. Um, but I think he played some quality minutes, especially in the playoffs for us, especially when there's question marks around Kemba. But then there was a lot of minutes where he just looked lost. But I think in a Steve Kerr system where it's offensively focused, where the best part of his game is shooting the three ball too. I think Brad Watermaker will make a really good backup point guard in Golden State. Any opinion on that? <laughs> Not really, Brad Wanamaker fan. I know you hate Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be really negative, but I'm not really a fan of Brad Wanamaker. So, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm kind of a hater of a lot of Celtics players. Um, I'm just critical. So, yeah. Um, I think people overhype a lot of people on our team, like, i.e. Tice Wanamaker. <laughs> but yeah. Um. But uh, Brooklyn re-signs Joe Harris on a pretty big deal. He's getting like 18 mil a year. He's a sniper. Um, kind of expected that. And then Jeff Green as well. Um, so that's a good veteran signing for their bench. Yeah. Um, then the Celtics had some news. We re-signed our G-League favorites. Um, Tremont Waters and Taco Fall, two-way contracts. Um, Utah brings Derek Favors back. Toronto re-signs Fred Van Fleet on the biggest undrafted deal ever, signing a four-year, $84 million deal. Aaron Baines also heading to Toronto. Sacramento re-signed Raren. Uh, they re-signed De'Aaron Fox five years. So you're getting all the that class uh, draft class re-signing, which is kind of what I'm going towards here in a minute. But 
Um, so he signs for what five years, one sixty three or something like that. Yeah, which I think is the third highest in the draft class out of the guys who got re-signed. Um, like we said, Gallinari, Jakob Pertl goes back to San Antonio. Um, shout out your boy MCW re-signs with Orlando, six mil, two years, and then Willie Hernan Gomez signs with New Orleans. Then there was a four-team trade, which was the Drew Holiday trade. Um, I'm sure we've already we've already discussed that, so we don't have to go into detail. Yeah. Um, Marcus All signed with the Lakers. Um, Houston actually traded Trevor Ariza. Forgot about that. <laughs> so they instantly flipped that. The draft rights to Isaiah Stewart and a second and that same pick with cash considerations to Detroit for Christian Wood. That's right, Christian Wood is going to Houston now. Who was kind of one of those emerging stars at the end of the season? That is, a and a first round pick, and yeah. second round pick too. So I don't even know how that's a good trade for Detroit. And what's like, <laughs> what's Detroit, dude? Detroit's like the worst run organization in the league right now, that, other than like the Knicks. You know what their first like two pickups were? It was like Mason Plumley and another center. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like you're going out and signing centers? Like they like what? <laughs> man. They also um, waived Dwayne Dedman too, which I thought I like Dwayne Dedman. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're they're weird over there. Um, Toronto signed DeAndre uh, DeAndre Bembry um, and Alex Lynn. They also re-signed Chris Boucher, who's another sleeper guy towards yep, the end of the year. Played sleeper. really well. That is a sleeper. Uh, the Knicks signed Erlens Noel. <laughs> Milwaukee signed Tory Craig, who's a good one of those good veteran guys off the bench. Well, veteran now. Clippers re-signed Marcus Morrison, Patrick Patterson. Um, Denver signed Bull Bull to a regular contract. We got the news that Tatum, which was yesterday, uh, we got the news that well. Officially, yesterday signed the uh, five years, one ninety five. Uh, Costas goes back to the Lakers, trying to ring chase another ring uh, <laughs> to just shit talk his buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the moves we got there. So, like we said, not a whole lot of huge moves happening. A couple small ones there and there, mostly. Um, I wouldn't say role players, but guys like there's a few where there's some key key guys like the Drew Holiday trade, which we've already talked about. Um, but anyways, so what I was kind of getting at here is with these guys re-signing like the, the, on their rookie contracts. So we have Tatum who re-signs for five, one ninety five. Donovan Mitchell signs the same deal. De'Aaron Fox signs five, one sixty three. Um, bam, bam signs even small. What was he's like five. No, he ends up getting five, one ninety five. Yeah. No, he got five, one ninety five. Yeah. If he makes the All NBA team this year, that's the stipulation for all three of those guys. I thought he got way less. No, I'm pretty sure he gets the, the full max. All right, well, um, so him. And then there was one more. I don't really remember who it was. Uh, it was an important um, Brandon Ingram. Oh yeah, Ingram. Yeah. Who's not from that draft class, but the draft class before. 
Um, so he signs, and then he gets what five one sixty four ish. Yeah, yeah he might just hear Fox. Yeah, which I find strange because I think a lot of people. He's an all star. I don't. I figured he would have got five one ninety five as well or close to it. But uh, they were talking about those five guys and who you would start a franchise with. Um, this was Skip and Shannon talking about this. Shannon said he would pick Tatum, which I think a lot of people would. Yeah. And then um, Skip picked Bam, actually. Skip. Skip. Skip's always doing some whack takes. Facts. Um, so I was just going to say, it's tough to pick Bam because you who builds us, you know, not a lot of people nowadays build their f- franchise around the center. So... But Bam is the type of center that I feel like you could build your franchise around, but... Yes, because he's very good all around, but if he's going to be your, like, go-to guy, that's not... Like, that. when I look for, like, my guy building a franchise around, I'm looking for a guy that'll go out... That can go out and get me, like, 30 a night, almost. Yeah, exactly. And that's when Tatum and... I think Bam would be the third guy. Uh, I would go Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, probably... Bam, and then Ingram, De'Aaron. Yeah, I'm uh, a fan of De'Aaron Fox, but uh, me too. I feel like but I just don't think more. he's. A, I think he's like. I think he'll be an All Star, but I don't think he'll be much more than that. I don't yeah. think he'll ever really be an All NBA player. I agree. Um, but like like we said, I don't know. I I think like I'm I'm not I'm a Celtics fan. We're both Celtics fans, but I think. I think it's pretty clear to most people that Tatum is the best player out of this bunch of guys. Yeah. I don't know if that's just me being biased. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a pretty close second. I mean, Bam is... I think Brandon Ingram Like we said, be. he went to the finals. Um, Bam went to the finals, but... Like we said, there's so many moving pieces in Miami. That's just like... Everybody's yeah. just as critical as everybody else, pretty much. Exactly. I mean, Bam's one of those guys that's even more critical. Like, you have Jimmy Bam and probably, like, Goran Dragic, who were those, like, really critical players during that run. But, like, Jimmy's the best player on the team. Um, Bam's kind of like the heart and soul. That's how Skip put it, and I kind of agree with that. But, like, I'm not going to build my franchise around a heart and soul guy. <laughs> Because you're looking at guys in that category, you're looking like Marcus Smart. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> those kind of guys. P.J. Tucker. Um, <laughs> James Johnson. Marcus Morris. Um, but yeah. Bam, obviously better than those guys. But I think Tatum this is a clear choice. Like Tatum's been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice. Has been the best player on the team both times. And the dude's only, what, just turned 22? Yeah. Um, a lot of people were talking about a case for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's good in the playoffs. Somebody on – I was reading comments on a post that was related to that. They posted that on Instagram, and I was reading those comments. Um, somebody was saying, like, I don't know who, like, the whack person in the world was that said, I like uh, – like, Tatum will give you it on offense, but Donovan Mitchell will give you it on offense and defense. <laughs> I, I mean, like, Tatum averages like two steals a game, I feel like. Not just that. Tatum was like one of the top, like he was a top 10 guy in defensive plus real, uh, defensive plus minus. 
Yeah, weren't we talking about him making like being making a an all yeah. yeah an all NBA defensive team? He was a fringe all NBA defensive team guy. He, if there was a third team, he probably would have made it. Him and Jalen Brown. But I don't like. I hate. That's what I hate. <laughs> I hate going on like Instagram and just seeing these knowledge. Like nothing makes me more upset than knowledge knowledgeless fans talking about basketball or any sport in general. And just like trying to make a point, like, dude, shut up. Look at the stats, not just the the stats on paper, like the steals and the blocks. Look at the advanced stats, the metrics. And like Donovan Mitchell was like, I mean, yeah, he was okay, but he was like an average defender. So I don't know where this guy yeah. <laughs> got his information from, but he said Tatum is one. I think he said like Tatum was one of the worst defenders in the league compared oh, to Donovan Mitchell, who was the best, like what a top three on ball defender for guards. And I was like, what? <laughs> but some like people, I, said, I don't even know where they like. I feel like some people just have no clue. They just the yeah, they just say things. Yeah, dude, because they have it, like, these impressions. Like they they look at Tatum and they see he's a very versatile scorer, so they probably just assume he doesn't play defense. I saw a thing on on uh, Twitter that said like, um, you know, I'm glad Danny didn't go for Miles Turner because he can't even shoot a three ball. Man averages like 35 for 36 percent career from behind the arc as a center. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like Some people, what? Like. Can't. <laughs> They just don't comprehend the information. Yeah. <laughs> career too. That's not even like one year. That's career. Like I think he's like thirty five point or thirty thirty five like point eight maybe percent from behind the arc. Like what? which is like good three point shooter in the NBA, regardless of your position. Yeah. <laughs> like you got guys that that like your good shooters will shoot like thirty six percent from three, and then you'll have like those Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, those guys that shoot forty. Or both. But um yeah, I don't know. Like I I just I just thought about that because they talked about it. Um I think it was pretty clear that I would take Tatum. Donovan Mitchell's a good option. Um but are, do people overvalue Bam? I wouldn't say they overvalue he Bam. Did get a lot of attention. Like yeah, he did. Um I wouldn't say people overvalue him. I would say that people uh, read into him the wrong way. I just think yeah. that, like, people, when you think about the Miami Heat, like, you can't forget they still have Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? You can't forget they still have a guy like Goran Dragic. Yeah, people are saying that, like, have been saying that Bam's the best player on that team, which at times during the season, yeah, he was. But, like, after Jimmy in the playoffs, you can't tell me that Bam's the better player. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say people overhype him, but I would say that. I would say, I, I think know. it's because he came on really fast. Like, he was yeah. like kind of like an average guy. And then he just jumped into being, like, kind of a star. Well, that's the thing. Like, no one expected of, anything. Because of, of the team's success. And I think that's yeah. it. And I think that people contribute a lot of him to the team's success. They don't really think of all their depth um, that they have, which made their team really good. Ultimately, was the resulting factor of why they made the finals is because their depth. Yeah, um, but I don't like I said. I was like I had a point to make of revolving around Bam, but like 
I just don't see him. Like, I don't think he'll make. He'll not. He won't be a guy that makes like the All NBA teams a whole lot when everybody's healthy. Um, I could see I mean, him making. A I would third see him. I would see. Team. Yeah, like he is the third best center last year, in my yeah. opinion, behind Jokic and Embiid. Yes, um, honestly, it's kind of tough because you. You look at like I'm honestly this the center position like people people think the center position is going away that shit's not going away like you still have elite big men in the league Jokic Embiid yeah. Gobert um Clint Capella's good I mean he hasn't made an you know he's a good center um I don't know I just think like I, mean, the, I guess Kristaps uh, yeah Kristaps center yeah um. I mean, there's definitely some I'm forgetting, but then you have some emerging guys too. I don't think it's it. going away. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, what did? Oh yeah, Anthony this is what Davis. I was gonna say. Um, Skip said his reason for taking Bam over Tatum was the block he had on Tatum in whatever game that was of the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you fucking kidding me? He said. The he said I think he said the best player out of these guys proved he was the best player on that block and completely shut the other guy down. So if Brandon fucking Knight had a steal on Tatum at that moment, is Brandon Knight the better basketball player? <laughs> like skip. Think skip come on, skip. skip. Come on, skip. <laughs> <laughs> I think Skip is just making himself less credible, like by the minute. So I don't give a fuck what he says. Yeah, that was like his one of his that's driving terrible. points of the argument. Yeah, that's a terrible argument. You can make yeah. an argument for for Bam, but like not not that. <laughs> well, when you're thinking about guys building your team around, like yeah, I think I'd probably no. build. I would probably take Ingram over Bam too. Yeah, I would too. I I don't know. It's just I I think it's a lot of the position thing. Just... Yeah, it, and I think what's different about Jokic is that in Embiid that you can build around them compared to Bam is that they're just better offensively than Bam. Yeah, I mean Bam's young; he'll develop his game as he goes. But like Jokic is—I mean, he only averaged twenty points per game last year, but we've seen him average more, and he can score from anywhere um, consistently. And B is a guy that you know he's more shaky. Offensively, especially the further he gets out from the block, but he's so good in the block that it doesn't matter, and he can average twenty-seven points per game in a season. So I think what sets them apart is their scoring ability, and I don't think Bam has that yet. Bam is probably—I mean, he's not a better passer than Jokic, but he's better than Embiid, and he's probably a better rebounder than Jokic, but not a better rebounder than Embiid. So he's kind of just stuck in the middle of these guys in certain categories, in certain categories, but he's not better than either one of these guys at anything. Yeah. Maybe rotational defense. I don't know. Um, but like I said, I don't know. It's just like a, I feel like people are overvaluing Bam now, um, especially if he's getting that five one ninety five. To be honest, he's not worth that. He's a good player, but he's not worth five one ninety five. I'd probably say like five. He's probably more in that De'Aaron Fox range. In my yeah, opinion. I agree. Especially like 
And like we said, you know, last season with all the... You have all the hype around, like, the Miami Heat. Like, that kind of adds on to that. Um, but I'm going I'm to just say you take another sip of my drink. But uh, anyways, I don't have any other added points to put on. Eric, do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, I'm just saying I'm rocking with Tatum out of those guys. Yeah, I think most, most like I looked in the comments too, and it was like Tatum, 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 Mitchell, Tatum, 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 Mitchell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everybody, like remember how much people hated on Tatum? Especially yeah, because they were like, oh, he's only 21. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Like, people are seeing it now. They're like, okay, he's actually good. Like, so that's all you, all you think, Celtics haters and all you Tatum haters. Fuck you. Um, I think that Tatum, if Tatum comes out this year, and, like, I think Tatum has a chance to absolutely blow up this year. Yeah. He's like the – like, this is the season where – This is his team now. It's all been put together. It's clear that his t- it's his team. We saw that Kemba took the back seat. We saw that Kemba's probably the third option, and should be in my opinion. Yep. Um. So we're gonna. This is when we're gonna start to see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're the future of the Celtics. Anybody else is just a piece, and they're gonna be guys that contend for years to come. Like they said it. To, somebody said it today. Jason Tatum's the new Paul Pierce of the Celtics. And then Jalen so. Brown is like <laughs> I hope we get so we have ring. Jason Tatum who's your one A and Jalen Brown who's your one B. Yeah. And that's like just something really good for us as Celtics fans to have. And they're both locked up for the next four or five years. So like I said, we I don't I don't have anything else to say. That's all I gotta say. Let me just take another sip of my drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> huh? That's crazy. You're fired. Um <laughs> But like we said, hope you enjoyed the holidays. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're safe, uh, doing safe travels out when you're Black Friday shopping. Uh, remember to wear your mask. Going to be a lot of people out there. There's going to be a lot of coronavirus out there. <laughs> Facts. Um, you know, COVID sipping in. <laughs> COVID's going to be be around, so make sure you're not around. Make sure you're ready to throw the hands with COVID. Um, yeah, when you see it. Only when you see it. Facts, facts. Um, so anytime you're within six feet of somebody, you just start swinging. <laughs> start dicking random people. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to do it. We'll uh, see you on Sound Up this Sunday. Peace. Thanks, see you.